Before I read today's scripture, I just wanted to recap some. So we've been, this month, looking at worship. Looking at what it means to worship, what it looks like to worship, because worship's important. Because worship forms us. It, it forms our opinion of God. It forms our opinion of Christian community. And worship forms who we are, when we allow ourselves to worship, it shapes us. So, so it's important for us to talk about worship and to really think about how it is that we worship. But at the start of this month, we looked at Romans 12, and, and we talked about how it's not just here in this space that we worship. Worship is called for in every part of our lives, no matter where we are, we can worship. Because in every place we go, God is there. No matter where we are, no matter what we're doing, God is there. God is present. God is pursuing us. And so in every moment of our lives, we have the opportunity to worship. Every moment of our lives, God invites us to enter holy and sacred ground. And then the last two weeks, we've looked at the seven Hebrew words of praise, seven words scattered throughout Scripture that reveal to us what it, what it means to worship, what is called forth from us, from us when it comes to worshiping the Lord. That, that we are called not to just keep the praises that rise up within us to ourselves. That, that we are called at times to kneel before the Lord with eyes on him, realizing in that moment that it is because of him that we have everything and it is without him that we have nothing. That when we worship, we are called to sing his praises that when we worship at times, we are called to dance for the glory of the Lord. That sometimes worship looks like us standing firm upon the promises of God and letting God's promises be our truth and our foundation. That sometimes in worship we raise our hands in celebration and thanksgiving because of who God is and because of what he has done. And that sometimes in worship we as the people of God raise a holy roar. Sometimes in worship we let out a sound that's it's like a roar that fills the air with something so fierce that that's almost felt. And it's the sound that we let out because we couldn't keep to ourselves the joy of what we have experienced because of God. Worship is about being true to what rises up in our heart, being true to how we feel led to worship in the moment and not bottling it up. Because 
if we believe that God is who he says he is, then he is worthy of being uncomfortable at times and he is worthy of every bit of worship that we could ever pour out before him. But today, as we continue our conversation on worship, what I want us to talk about is the relationship between salvation and worship. To do that, we're going to look at a passage from the book of Exodus. But before that, I want us to recall what happens right before this passage so that we can better understand what happens. Because right before today's passage is one of the most famous stories in Scripture. The story of the Israelites being enslaved in Egypt and calling out to God to save them. And God finally answers his people. He sends Moses to tell Pharaoh to let God's people go. But it takes ten plagues sent upon Egypt before Pharaoh relents. But it's before long, but it doesn't take long for Pharaoh to change his mind. And Pharaoh and his army go after the people. And it's just as the Israelites get to the Red Sea and they begin to wonder how they're going to get through it. That they hear in the distance Pharaoh and his army coming after them and the people grow afraid. And they begin to say, why didn't God just leave us in Egypt? But in the 13th verse of the 14th chapter, Moses says to the people, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And then Moses does as God commands and he raises his staff up and the waters of the Red Sea begin to part. Revealing dry land for the people to walk through on. And just as the Israelites all get to the other side, as Pharaoh and his army are going through behind them, after them, the waters come back and sweep away Pharaoh and his army. We know the story. Non-believers know this story. We love this story because it's a story of God answering his people. It's a story of God providing salvation, of God saving his people, something only God could do. Which brings us right up to today's passage from Exodus 15 verses 1 through 18. Then Moses and the Israelites sang this song to the Lord. So right after they passed through to the other side, they sang this song to the Lord. I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. Horse and rider he has thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my might, and he has become my salvation. This is my God, and I will praise him. My father is God and I will exalt him. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his army he cast into the sea. His picked officers were sunk in the Red Sea. The floods covered them 
They went down into the depths like a stone. Your right hand, O Lord, glorious in power. Your right hand, O Lord, shattered the enemy. In the greatness of your majesty, you overthrew your adversaries. You sent out your fury. It consumed them like stubble. At the blast of your nostrils, the waters piled up. The flood stood up in a heap. The deeps congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy said, I will pursue. I will overtake. I will divide the spoil. My desire shall have its fill of them. I will draw my sword. My hand shall destroy them. You blew with your wind. The sea covered them. They sank like lead in the mighty waters. Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in splendor, doing wonders? You stretched out your right hand. The earth swallowed them. In your steadfast love, you led the people whom you redeemed. You guided them by your strength to your holy abode. The peoples heard they trembled. Pangs seized the inhabitants of Philistia. Then the chiefs of Edom were dismayed. Trembling seized the leaders of Moab. All the inhabitants of Canaan melted away. Terror and dread fell upon them. By the might of your arm, they they became still as a stone. Until your people, Lord, passed by. Till the people whom you acquired passed by. You brought them in and planted them on the mountain of your own possession. The place, O Lord, that you made your abode. The sanctuary, O Lord, that your hands have established. The Lord will reign forever and ever. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. So what is the response of the Israelites to passing through the Red Sea? What is their response to seeing the salvation that the Lord had brought them? Immediately, they worshiped. Immediately, when they realized that they were free, when they realized that they had stepped into a new life, they gathered as the people of God. And they declared in song and thanksgiving the Lord's victory, the Lord's faithfulness, the Lord's strength. Immediately the salvation that God had brought them caused them to worship. Salvation always leads to worship, but often we talk about salvation apart from worship. And we can't. Because the thing is, as soon as we separate salvation from worship, then salvation can easily become just something that benefits us. Salvation can then become Jesus dying on a cross so we can get our ticket to heaven, so we can have our free pass to always ask for forgiveness. Salvation always has to be in conversation and in connection with worship. Because when we know the truth of salvation, when we know the truth, when we take the time to sit in and realize the truth of what God has done, how can we not worship him? 
when we take the time to realize what God has done for us on our behalf, the way that God has made for us when perhaps we had felt trapped trapped in, in front of the Red Sea with an army coming after us. When we realize what God has done, when we take the time to sit in and think of just everything we have done wrong, how, how unworthy we feel, the times that we've questioned why God would ever love us. When we take the time to sit and hold our mistakes and hold those moments of feeling unworthy, but realize the salvation that has come to us, the salvation that God has chosen to do on our behalf. How can we not worship? Because we as believers gather knowing that God didn't just provide us a saving act in the book of Exodus. We gather as a people who catch glimpses and reminders of God's saving power scattered throughout our lives. We gather as a people who know the truth that our holy God has chosen to draw near to us, that our holy God, who does not need us, chooses us and pursues us, that this holy God has come taking on flesh, that this holy God, this mighty God, chose not to start again, chose not to turn his back, but chose to come, take on flesh, and take on death, and come in the person of Jesus Christ. So that because of Jesus, we could once and for all know the truth of forgiveness. We could once and for all know the truth of freedom. We could once and for all know the truth of salvation that has come. Our God has made a way so that here and now nothing in this world can bind us. Nothing in this world can hold us down, hold us back. That here and now, our hope, our life, everything we have is grounded in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ has made a way for us to know who we are and whose we are, that because of Jesus, that though we may call ourselves unworthy, Jesus has said, I have made you worthy. That though we, we may begin to recount our sins, Jesus says, they are all forgotten. Because of Jesus, everything, every part of our lives is different now. 
There is nothing that can hold us, nothing that can bind us, no one and nothing that can take away who Jesus has made us and who God has named us. Beloved children. Salvation. What God has done. It leads to worship. It grounds our worship because every time we gather here on Sunday mornings, we come together as the people of God. We come together as brothers and sisters in Christ, as people who know the story. We come together as people who know the majesty and the goodness of our Savior. We come together in worship because it is us who knows how God has changed everything, how God has saved us. When we come together, as God's people, when we come together in community and raise our voices together, when we join together in worship and adoration of who God is and, and an expectation of what God is going to do, when we come together as his children claiming his promises, claiming his salvation, we make a point in our worship, that nothing, nothing that may make us different from each other can hold a candle to the one who unites us, to the one who has made a way for us. We have to remember the salvation that God has done for us when we worship. Because our God is so good. Our God is holy. Our God is still at work. Reminding us that in every valley that we may enter, that he will see us through. That every time we may feel alone, that he is there. Every time we feel like we are surrounded by darkness. The salvation of what God has done lets us know that that his light is coming to us. His light is coming to light our way. We get to worship. We get to worship the one who always makes a way. The one who calls us by name. We get to worship the one who who loves us. Today, as we worship, 
may we remind ourselves of the salvation that he has brought us. And may we find the beauty in singing together his story, his truth that binds us together. And may we realize that when we sing his truth, that we are affirming what our God has done. So in these closing moments of worship, may we sing for the glory of the Lord, remembering the salvation that he has brought us. And may we not hold back, but find our assurance in singing with fellow believers who know what God has done and what God is going to do. Let us pray. Lord, you are so good, and it's to you we come before. You who, you who meet us every day, you who've named us, you who've saved us, Lord, may the truth of who you are be the strength in every word we sing. May the salvation of what you have done for us be the strength for us to worship you, not just here, but everywhere we go. Draw us near to your presence. We trust in you and only you.